When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up? You were watching another episode of the Lax Factor podcast, and this week we have the NCAA Division I college lacrosse quarterfinals. It's it's the weekend that I've been waiting for. The quarterfinals is, is one of the best weekends of lacrosse you're going to find all year because we have the cream of the crop left over, and that, that is absolutely the case this year. We have a ridiculously uh, a tough eight teams left in this tournament right now. So before I get into all of that, if you want to try to support the channel, you can go to laxfactor.com and get yourself a t-shirt. You can get yourself a pair of shorts. You can see the rest of the swag over here. Just go to laxfactor.com or the very the, the simplest way that you can support us, like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell so that you're notified when we put out new videos. As always, I digress. Let's get into this. Podcast. Okay, so the first game of the weekend is Maryland versus number three, Virginia. Saturday, that is the noon game on Saturday. So what, what it all comes down to is does Maryland have the defensive chops needed to hang with Virginia's offense? And the short answer is kind of. They only have the chops if they can limit Virginia's um possessions. If, if, if Shockey and Henningsen for Maryland can win 65% or so of the face-off draws, then they could, they should be able to, to hang and be in this game. And it's, it, but that the face-off draws are going to be that important in this game. Danny Dolan for Maryland in the cage. He also has to have an, an excellent game. He's got to put up 15 plus saves. It's similar to kind of the Loyola Syracuse thing. Uh, Syracuse is not Virginia, but in terms of what has to happen for Maryland to be able to win this game, Shockey and Hen- Henningsen have to win the faceoff battle. Danny Dolan needs 15 plus saves. And then just defensively, they just need to play solid lacrosse. Now, on the flip side, what does UVA need to do to beat Maryland? They need to do what they've been doing. They just need to continue to play physical lacrosse. They need to continue to out-hustle their opponents, and everything else will fall into place for Virginia. They, they're they they're great at making teams play that helter-skelter style of defense where you're doing everything you can to just get back and get your wits about you before one of their stars goes to the cage because they go deep in with guys who can dodge. At attack, their Dodgers, Michael Krause and Matt Moore, both excellent Dodgers. At midfield, they have Docs Aitken, Ryan Conrad and then a bevy of other midfielders that can go to the rack and then never underestimate Ian Laviano the spark plug the off-ball attackman uh he's incredible in transition so Virginia has all the tools they need they just have to continue to scrap and play tougher than their opponent and this game is theirs now the key I said last week to Towson they didn't have the defensive depth to stop Maryland's stars. That was my prediction that in the end, Towson's defensive depth and their depth on that side of the ball was going to hurt them. And I think that that's going to be the case for the Terps 
this weekend. My prediction, and it, I, I picked this because I just don't think Maryland has enough depth and lasting power to be able to hang with Virginia's offense all four quarters. My prediction, UVA by two. I think it's going to be a close game. I'm not trying to say Maryland doesn't have a shot to win it for all those that get butt hurt when I make predictions. I, I think Maryland very well could, they could very well win this game. I'm just predicting UVA by two because at this point, UVA's been playing some of the toughest lacrosse in the country and they have weapons all over the field and I have to pick somebody. So UVA by two. The next one is Notre Dame, number seven, Notre Dame versus number two, Duke. These two teams split their regular season matchups. They've already faced each other twice, once in the regular season, once in the ACC semis. In the regular season, Duke got the victory. In the ACC semis, Notre Dame got revenge and they got the victory. In both of the games where the other team lost, the team that lost played an uncharacteristically bad game. So those first two contests, outside of the fact that both, you know either team could win, those first two contests didn't tell us a whole lot. They, sh- they showed that both of these teams are inconsistent at times and that both of these teams, you know, the, the team that shores up their problems and that, that isn't inconsistent in the way that they play defense specifically and between the boxes, that team's probably uh, going to win the game. Keys, Ryder Garnsey. It, it's hard to game plan for Notre Dame here. They've already played each other twice and neither time did Duke have to game plan for Ryder Garnsey. You just throw another attackman to the mix and it's that much harder to game plan for this for this Notre Dame team. Now Duke, if anybody has enough poles to handle uh, an extra attackman in the mix for Notre Dame, it is Duke. But that that has to be watched, and that is going to be one of the keys to this game. But I believe I do believe that Duke has enough poles and defensive players to go around that that shouldn't be a deal breaker in this game. My prediction: Notre Dame by one, and I believe that it's going to go to overtime. Uh, but who's going to score the game winner is the real question. Is it going to be Garnsey? Are we going to see a storybook? Uh, the storybook? Uh, what do you call it? Kind of the, the the fairy tale story continue for Garnsey, or is this going to go to Costabile, Gleason, you know, uh, one of the Morin or something like that, one of the other uh, mainstays that have gotten Notre Dame to this point. It'll be interesting to see, but I do pick Notre Dame by a goal over Duke, partly just because I think Notre Dame, to finish this season out, has played a little bit more consistent, and I think adding the excitement and that, that additional dynamic of Garnsey to the mix makes Notre Dame a very tough team to beat. The next game, and actually, by the way, that Notre Dame-Duke game, that is the 2.30 game on Saturday. The Sunday game, the first game, noontime game on Sunday is number eight, Loyola, against number one, Penn State. Pat Spencer, right now, I think he's probably the favorite for the Twarton, even though Grant Amet has a few more points than Spencer does. Spencer's coming off a nine-point outing against Syracuse. Amet coming off a eight-point outing against UMBC. Eh, uh, PSU, they had three players with seven points and aim at with eight against UMBC. So they lit it up against UMBC. That was to be expected though. Is Penn's, the, the question becomes, is Penn State better equipped to handle Pat Spencer than Syracuse was? And I think the answer is yes and no. Yes, because I think that they can limit their positions a little bit, their possessions a little bit more effectively than Syracuse did. Uh, Arceri is an, is an incredible faceoff man. And I think that he probably will get the better of the Loyola faceoff squad as they go out on the field. No, 
because I don't think they have a pole or anyone on the defensive side of the field that's better, a better fit than even Mellon was. Uh, they're, they're not a huge defensive team, although I think that th- whoever will end up matching up against Spencer will be a little bit bigger than Mellon. Mellon's not the biggest guy, but I, I still don't think that Penn State's equipped to, to stop Pat Spencer outside of I think that they'll do a slightly better job taking care of the ball on offense, and I think they'll win a few more face-off draws than Syracuse did. My prediction... And and this is, you know, I, I think this is probably pretty accurate. My prediction is Penn State by four. I think that, that Spencer is going to have another six to nine point outing just out of necessity. But I think in the end, Penn State's going to be a little bit too much. And I think that Penn State's going to win this game by four, could be by more than that. And once again, this is not to say that Loyola does not have a shot. Loyola absolutely could win this game. But just like in the Syracuse game, Everything has to go right for Loyola from the beginning of the game to the end of the game, and there's they have far less room for error than they did uh, than they did against Syracuse. So they're going to have to play, you know, against Syracuse. Loyola played a good second half in this game. They're going to have to play good start to finish. And the final game, the two thirty game on Sunday, is probably the one of the more exciting games of the tournament. Here we have number five Yale versus number four Penn. It is a rematch with TD Erlen facing off against Kyle Gallagher, two of the best faceoff men in the country. With Erlen being the the obvious favorite here, and Gallagher being probably the second best faceoff guy in the country. But what I say about Gallagher, and I've said this numerous times, Gallagher is TD Erlen's kryptonite for sure. They've met two times already this season. In the regular season, 14 of 29 in the first meeting. Penn won that 13 to 12 in three OTs. And when I say 14 of 29, I mean Gallagher won 14 of 29 faceoffs in that first meeting. He won 15 of 26 faceoffs in the second meeting, and Penn won that game 12 to 11 in the Ivy League finals. So to keep things simple here, what I think the biggest key to this game is, is the winner of the faceoff battle is going to win this game by one. And the question becomes, who's going to win the faceoff battle? Because that is not a foregone conclusion as it normally is when you're dealing with TD Erlen. So my prediction, Yale by one goal. I think TD, I don't know necessarily that TD is going to win the faceoff battle in terms of the numbers. I think what's what it's going to come down to is TD is going to win the faceoffs when they need it at the end of this game over the course of the fourth quarter, and Yale is going to pull it out by one. I think that TD is not going to be the whole factor here. I feel like the the Yale offensive players and the the Yale defense is, is they're finally starting to play tough. They're finally starting to get together. They're, they they finally took a whole season to figure out how to how to deal with life after having a Tewarton candidate a Tewarton winner on your on your attack line. And I think that that all of that experience that they got last year mixed with all of the experience and the growing they've done this year is going to be enough to get Yale the win over Penn. Either way, four excellent games to watch this weekend. Eight great teams. There, there's no, I don't think any of these games is going to get away from any of these teams. I think everyone will be within, say, three to five goals or so or, or less. And uh, that's pretty much it. Everyone enjoy the games this weekend here. We may throw out a couple of random episodes, but uh, expect the next episode to be Monday morning uh, with the recap show here. As always, be sure to like and subscribe and hit the notification bell. If you want to get some swag, you can get some swag. Go to laxfactor.com. You can get yourself a t-shirt. We have our logo t-shirts as well as a bunch of others. You can get yourself a whacked out 
pair of Peacock Rampage Lacrosse shorts. We only have a couple pairs of these left. And you can comment down below on this video. Any comment about this weekend's games will get you entered to win this America Fuck Yeah Lacrosse Penny by tribelacrosse.com. You can also go to tribelacrosse.com and check out all the other pennies and shorts and t-shirts that they have there. And that is it. I'll be back Monday morning. We'll release the next episode with the recap from this weekend's games. Thank you everyone for watching. <laughs>